We need to be focusing on, for you as an individual, what fills your cup? What fills you up? What is something that you can be in nature? You can get up and move. You can do something that is away from social media. Anything that you can do to just give back to yourself and be fulfilled, like that is self-care. Yo, yo, ambitious and fit friend. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you had an awesome weekend and kick off to your week so far. Wow. We are literally entering the end of the third quarter of this year. We're in September. Fall weather is officially happening in Texas as of literally three days ago. It's insane. We were actually just in St. Louis celebrating a couple of our friends' wedding, which was so fun, so fulfilling. But the weather was like 70, 75, and it was an absolute dream. So when we landed back in Dallas, it was similar. It was around the 80s. And we we're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like we get to keep STL's weather. It's so great. So I'm so excited. I, of course, have all the pumpkins. I have all of the Christmas themed stuff ready to rock on November 2nd. Um, so yes, I am that crazy person. But you have to know, like I take down all the Christmas stuff literally on December 26th. And, to- and Tony literally has nothing to say about it. Okay. But anyways, though, um, one thing that I really wanted to highlight is I really reflected a lot over this past week about self-care. And whenever we are ambitious and fit women, like, again, we tend to spread ourselves thin. I even had talked recently on one of my group calls with my gals. Shout out to you girls. We had recently done a group call all about overcoming burnout and what does that look like to burn the candle at both ends, right? And how do we overcome that? And so a lot of that is actually through self-care. But as I was reflecting on it, it really reminded me on some of the actual mistakes that not only I know I make, but maybe you're making as well in our self-care routines, habits, again, as driven women, we sometimes overcomplicate our self-care or we like are trying to exceed expectations or multitask and like do all these things. And then it's not a self-care routine. It then becomes another have to do versus a get to do. So I'm really excited. I feel like the topic today is going to be super applicable for us, especially as going into winding down for the year. Really, we're, I mean, we're ramping things up from a work perspective, but whenever the holidays come around, I don't know about you, but I just feel this sense of love, quality time, coziness, very much reflective of how was my year? What do I want my 2024 year to look like? And so self-care has a lot to do with that too. So I'm excited for us to talk about it today. Some quick life updates for you, because um, would it be an episode without him? Probably not, um, as podcast besties, right? So number one is I actually am trying something new. Um, so you know me, I love my mezcal margaritas. Every Friday, we have the guys come over, Tony's BFF, since he was, literally since he was five years old, he was lived in a neighborhood with like these 20 guys, and they have been best friends. Like Tony is in his mid-30s, literally. He's 34 years old and he is still best friends with every single one of those guys. And it's wild. So like every other week, they're all over at our house and we have our mezcal wall with all the things. And it's just, it's so fun. It's so rare to see that, you know, him and his besties have been friends for literally almost 30 years um, as of next year. So I'm sure they're going to do some sort of anniversary or something. I don't even know. Um, But 
I don't, I don't even have like the, that many like close friends from, you know, being back in Colorado where I grew up. So, I mean, shoot, I don't even know. But the main takeaway for that is one thing that I am trying to do is I have decided for the end of the year. Um, so starting, I started uh, a few weeks back. So in the beginning of end of August, early September, um, I'm actually going to do no alcohol for the rest of the year. And there's just a ton of amazing health benefits around not drinking any alcohol. Um, and so I personally love it. I am not shaming anybody that does it. In fact, around the holidays, that's literally the most popular time to do it. And I mean, it. Tony is not going to be stopping. His friends are still going to come over. I'm still going to be around it, but I really want to just challenge myself in a new way. And so I'm really excited to give this a shot and, you know, really make sure that I don't consume any alcohol during the end of the year. So I'm excited about that. I'll let you know on some of the things I'm feeling. Naturally, whenever you do take alcohol out of the mix, this is just a, a, a typical toxin that is in your body. And so your body tends to function a little bit better. You're getting deeper sleep. Of course, you're seeing your skin be a little more, um, you know, dewy and gorgeous. And of course, you know, beautiful transformations happen too, or they at least speed up the process. And so um, because I'm in the fitness and nutrition space, I'm like, well, shoot, I might as well give something a shot. I know that when Tony and I start having kiddos, that this is going to be Again, something I'm going to have to do for like a nine month span um, and into after I have a kiddo, like I'm, of course, going to have to go a little bit longer um, or, you know, do the pump and dump sort of situation. So I've just decided I'm going to go ahead and just pri- start priming my body, see what I can do. Um, so I'm excited. I'll keep you updated on that again. No offense to anybody that's drinking alcohol. Again, my husband loves it. I personally love it. But we're just trying something new. You know what I mean? So we're doing that. Um, at number two, in terms of life updates, I am so excited to be speaking at my coach and my best friend's event, um, Rachel Shear. She has an event called The Evolution Dallas. It's a live event for health and fitness coaches. And they're the absolute best in the freaking industry. I am so honored to be speaking. It's on October 5th through 7th. So I have the link in the show notes if you're interested in attending or you want to come and meet in real life so I can squeeze you and we can say hello and meet and all the things and if you get to hear a little bit more about how other folks are, you know, how myself and other folks have really successful, incredible fitness, nutrition, mindset businesses, which is just incredible to learn from those folks because success leaves clues, right? So I'm really excited about that. That's literally like, I think three or four weeks away. I'm freaking out. I'm so pumped. And then number three, the best thing ever. I have already had several girls sign up, but we have the brand new coaching offer. It's for group coaching with the ambitious and Fit Collective. This is so epic. I'm so excited. Um, the girls have already been creating these quote unquote bat signals um, where they are sending each other chug dates and tagging one another. And, you know, we have a lot of activity going on in the Facebook group and we are meeting bi-weekly talking about overcoming burnout, hormones, how to optimize your nutrition, how to master it, um, all of our tips and tricks in terms of travels, the holidays coming up. It's going to be freaking epic. I'm so excited. So if you are interested in getting the absolute best shape of your life by the end of this year and you're like, hey, I want to be surrounded by an amazing group of like-minded women. I want to take my journey to the next level. I also want to do it during a time where most people gain five to 10 pounds. I want to go ahead and level up and literally show up for myself and really just have the most beautiful life-changing transformation. And also it's of course a little more affordable too. So if you are interested in that, go ahead and send through your application by 
Friday. So literally this Friday on the 15th, make sure that you send that through. And then we have a bunch of girls that are going to be starting out um, on September 25th. So get ready, girlfriend. I'm so excited. Um, we can hop on a quick call to see if that would be a great fit for you. But that's it for the life updates. I am really excited for us to dive into the mistakes that we're making in regards to our self-care habits, things that we need to really deep dive into because at the end of the day, our self-care, it really is what gives us the chance to be calm, be centered, get really laser focused on the things that actually matter and show up as the best version of ourselves. So let's go ahead and dive on in. All right. So number one, whenever it comes to mistakes that we're making in our self-care habits is, oh man, number one is going to be mindless scrolling, mindless scrolling on social media, on Facebook, on these articles, on just literally with your phone out on the couch for hours and hours on end. And you don't even know what time it is. Like you deep dove into um, researching about Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively and all of a sudden who's moms, aunts, uncles, kids and what they look like and where they live. And you're like, oh my gosh, how did they even get here? Right. But mindless scrolling, this is a false sense of relaxation when it comes to our self-care habits. So if you're sitting on the couch and that's something that you just need to do for yourself, that's I think that's okay. It has a bit of a place for a short period of time. But if you're doing it all the time, what it actually does is remember self-care is all about creating this nurturing for yourself. It's really focusing on quality time, whether it's, you know, alone or with your loved ones or just giving you the sense to fill your cup, right? But the thing is, is whenever we're mindlessly scrolling, this what it does actually does is if we continue to do the mindless scrolling, especially on social media where we're seeing people's highlight reels, this is actually causing more negativity and anxiety. And that's through the, you know, false sense of comparison to somebody else's life. This is you, you know, really all of a sudden being down on yourself because people are going out and traveling or doing things when really like, again, it's a highlight reel, like not everything that you see is reality, right? You could see you know, behind that picture of a a couple on a boat with a sunset, like it could be that they were fighting not even five minutes earlier than that, took a picture and then they got right back to it afterwards, right? So like we have to remember that social media is a highlight reel. A lot of the things are true and a lot of the things are not, or they maybe only share 5% of their life and it's just the best part. But what I will say is that if you're trying to create this beautiful self-care habit or routine, mindlessly scrolling is not is a mistake to do for you know to use that as quote unquote self-care because of course it does foster those negative thoughts it takes us down negative thought patterns which then causes our thoughts which cause our feelings which cause our actions right so one really big thing that i would focus on is if you're thinking of ways to to help your self-care more so shift that focus to maybe going for a walk with your dog and your husband i'm literally going to do that after this podcast episode um you know maybe it's even if you want to watch a movie or something like that, you can. Um, But really maybe engaging in an activity of some sort, going to go work out, like moving your body in some way too. So just find other ways outside of scrolling just on your phone, being a couch potato, like let's go ahead and go and do something or spend quality time or call your mom, call your grandma, like, you know, call that friend that you haven't talked to in forever. You know, that's what Tony does with those 20 friends I told you about. Like he literally calls them and they talk like, literal middle school girls until the late, late night. Okay. So just things for us to think about there. Number two, in terms of a mistake that we're making in our self-care habit 
is going to be overindulging in comfort food and treats. Now, <laughs> I am one for comfort food too. I used to do a little bit of binge eating and emotion. I've always been an emotional eater, honestly. And it's something I really had to tap into when I started my journey eight years ago and really focus on why am I feeling this way? Why am I going towards food? But a lot of the times food is comfort, especially for folks that are like us, like we're driven women and we're spreading ourselves thin and we find this dopamine hit on whenever we taste something really good or something we've been craving. And sometimes we just overindulge in that thing. And so a mistake that we should really be deterring is we can have some comfort food. You know, I fully believe in the 80-20 food sustainability rule, but we need to focus, especially around the holidays, especially around those colder months. We need to go away from, you know, overindulging in comfort food and treats because that also leads to negative thoughts. It doesn't help your mental well-being, your mental health, your physical health, just in general, right? So we need to be avoiding the overindulging of, you know, comfort food and treats and things. There's always a small place for that, but again, deterring our way to using that as a form of self-care, right? So I think that goes into number three perfectly. A mistake that we're making in our self-care habits is ignoring our emotional health. And you always, people always think to themselves like, oh, self-care routine, like you're getting your nails done, you're doing hair, you're doing a bubble bath, you're like, there's tends to be like this like pampering version of the self-care, right? But we have to remember that our emotional health is so imperative and it's it, it again it guides our action it guides our results it guides who who we are and who we're becoming and the things that we're doing on a day-to-day basis and so focusing on our emotional health is absolutely key and i i love that that's a conversation now but focus on what you need in that moment right? Focus on like, if you're feeling down that day, like for example, earlier today, I was actually pretty peeved at myself because I wasn't, I I put all this pressure on myself. And I know that you're probably thinking like, yeah, me too, Michelle, um, girl, same. But we put all of this pressure on ourselves to get so much done and, or like we have to do X, Y, and Z thing, but really, we don't have to do that. It's us putting that pressure on ourselves. It's us increasing, you know, the vibrations of our nervous system. We're the ones that are increasing our anxiety. And so for me personally, what I had to do is focus on what does my emotional health need today? And so that's why like Tony and I are going to be going in a walk with our dogs. And he and I, I normally don't work out at the end of the day, but I need to get some energy out. I need to focus on something else. And so I'm going to go do a workout with Tony. And I never do workouts in the afternoon anymore, but I know that that's going to be good for my system and really good for my emotional health. Physical activity is what works for me, active meditation. But if journaling helps you or finding a way to do a visualization or meditation, anything that works best for you, we have to focus on our emotional health. And sometimes that also means that a version of a self-care habit for you is talking to like maybe somebody or a therapist or a friend or a family member and just feeling what you need to feel depending on what you're going on, what's going on in your life. Okay. So something we have to focus on is our emotional health and a mistake is so many people ignore that. They just are are putting a bandaid on it and like going and getting a facial. Like that is not self-care. Okay. Like it is, but it's not. Okay. That is like physical self-care. We need to focus on our emotional and social health along with that too. Right. 
I think that along with that goes into number four. And this is a mistake that we're making in our self-care habits is neglecting our boundaries. So self-care is having strict boundaries with yourself and with others. And that's simply because like if you are, so I always give the example of, you know, me working and my family. But the thing is, is that my family knows that I am not available on Sundays and Mondays. Like I, I'm not available. I, I, nope, I can't do it. Like I, this is where I'm focused on my clients. I'm focused on my business. I, of course, I'm focused on it on all other days too, but this is where I really pour into my clients and I, I have my group calls and I have my things. And so I keep those boundaries very strong and people know that it's not like a maybe or I'm like not one foot in, one foot out. I am very strict on it and I don't negotiate for it. Same thing for, you know, for you, maybe if you're allowing someone to step on you in terms of boundaries. So let's say that you are trying your best to, you know, focus on you on Saturdays. Like you're deciding that Saturdays are your days that you are just going to, or even Saturday mornings. Those are your mornings where non-negotiable, you're working out, you're going for a walk, you are maybe going to coffee with a friend, but yet all of a sudden you're somebody, your work even needs something from you on a Saturday morning. And like you have the opportunity to say no, then you need to say no right? You need to be strict about your boundaries. Same thing with like this friend that makes you feel obligated to do X, Y, and Z, or they're like calling you because they feel upset and you're like needed to take on their energy. Like, no, we don't need that in our lives. Absolutely not. We need to not neglect our boundaries. Having boundaries, having limitation, having structure gives us freedom. So I need you to definitely make sure that we're not neglecting these boundaries because they are so key in your overall mental health so and your overall self-care. So be strict on your boundaries. What I would proactively do is write out what your core values are and just say like, okay, here are the things that matter most to me. Anything outside of that list is a boundary that you're not willing to cross. So have that in your mind. That way, when those obstacles come up, you know how to navigate them, right? So that also goes into number five. Whenever it comes to our self-care habits, if we're I love alone time. I really do. Um, I'm actually a extroverted introvert, I like to say. So I love people. If you literally when you and I meet in person one day, like we're going to squeeze so tight. It's just so amazing. Like it's going to be me and you and we're just going to have so, so much fun. And I, I just, I love people. I, I, I have so much energy with them, but. I also love my alone time. So I'm an introvert whenever I do come home and I love my me time, right? But what I've noticed is that sometimes whenever I go towards the introverted side of myself and I focus on like doing things by myself or maybe I've just spent like Tony is off doing something with the guys and I'm, you know, at home working or maybe I do need some self-care. The power of connection is so, so powerful. So one thing that we do is we tend to dismiss the power of connection. We're focusing on quote unquote self care, but connecting with others, connecting with your best friends, connecting with your family, doing an activity to get together, having that power of connection is so amazing. It fills your soul. You get so excited, right? Meeting new people, joining a run club, like going and doing a workout class and just meeting new people or going in if you are working remote a lot and you're feeling a little lonely like going into an office or a co-working space like the power of connection is so powerful it's magnetic right and so we have to focus on that too 
But then lastly, in terms of mistakes that we're making in our self-care habits is also neglecting sleep as a, as a form of self-care. You know how I feel about sleep, ma'am. And so many folks are only getting like five to six hours of sleep, maybe, depending on what's going on in their lives. But we're trying to jam-pack so much into a day, even in terms of our self-care habits. We're like, okay, I got to go this, 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 this. And like that puts so much A, pressure on yourself. B, it takes away the self-care aspect because it turns into anxiety and, you know, going off adrenaline and like just by you neglecting your sleep, that's impacting your physical and your mental health and your emotional health. So we have to aim for at least seven to seven to nine hours of sleep each night, however you're able to get that done for yourself, whatever works best for you. But sleep is so key because it does lead to other forms of self-care in terms of if you don't get enough sleep, it leads to overindulging in comfort food or ignoring your emotional health or all of a sudden your boundaries are all off and you don't know what to do. And then you don't want to talk to anybody because you're cranky. So all to say that when it comes to self-care, we need to be focusing on the things that truly matter. And it's not mindlessly scrolling. It's not overindulging in food. It's not ignoring our emotional health, neglecting boundaries, dismissing the power of connection or neglecting sleep as a form of self-care. We need to be focusing on for you as an individual, what fills your cup? What fills you up? What is something that you can be in nature? You can get up and move. You can do something that is away from social media. Anything that you can do to just give back to yourself and be fulfilled, like that is self-care. I hope that this is helpful, girl. I love you so freaking much. I hope you have an incredible rest of your week. And again, if you are interested in the Ambitious and Fit Collective, the last day to apply for this exclusive offer, this group, this initial group, all prices are going up in 2024, by the way. So just a heads up, literally the next round, it's probably going to go up too. So if you've been interested in the Ambitious and Fit Collective, group coaching together, all of us against the world with like-minded women, you will need to submit your application by Friday, September 15th. And And we're going to be starting on September 25th. So I love you, girl. I hope you have an awesome rest of your week. I'll catch you in the next episode. See you later.